So basically, if we want to have the answer what death is, the true answer, we need to have the true answer what life is. <laughs> and that means we really need to get busy with life, with, yeah. with figuring out what life is. And uh, I can tell you for, 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 for certain that the answers about what life is are available here and now. Hey, uh, I'm Johnny, and you're listening to the Reflections Podcast. But when this holy man went off into the woods, he knew everything. He knew more than you and I, without teachers, without books, just because he believed in the river. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Reflections Podcast. So that was a quote from Siddhartha by Hermann Hesse. And back in 1922, Hermann Hesse wrote Siddhartha surrounding the theme of the search for self-realization. And it's the search by a, a young Brahmin, Siddhartha himself. And it was inspired by Hermann Hesse's visit to India just before World War I. Now, I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you today. I've just finished the book Siddhartha myself, and you can make a lot of comparisons with the journey that Siddhartha made and the journey of our guest today, Janko. Born in Slovenia, and back then a socialist Yugoslavia, Janko began his search for the truth and self-realization at the humble age of eight years old, where he began really questioning what he was being told. And like Siddhartha, he realized that the highest form of intelligence comes from nature. And he specifically compares life's journey to that of a river. And speaking of rivers, I'd love to tell you how Janko and I met. So back in the summer of 22 in Dublin, I was going for an early morning run along the River Dodder, and I took a moment to just appreciate this majestic bird. And I noticed this man was also taking a moment to appreciate this bird. <laughs> and we began chatting and uh, figured that Yanko is one of the most interesting human beings that I've met. I could instantly see his connection with nature. But we began chatting about life stories and I figured that Janko has lived a life. He has just retired from working in the children's books publishing industry. At the age of 16, he hitchhiked to India from Yugoslavia in search of the Dalai Lama. He's lived through Yugoslav war and he's had constant battles with figures of authority being an outspoken yogi. And all of these single life events have combined to amount to his holistic view on life today. So since that moment we met, Janko has been a constant advisor and mentor of mine and be his student along with me as we sat next to each other back at the daughter with this beautiful bird, which turns out to be a heron. And I hope you can learn a slither of, of what I have from him. Cheers. Well, it's nice to, to meet you on the river, by the river. <laughs> yeah, so just to give some context of... Um, the, sil the silent river. Yeah, the silent river with the herrings. 
Herons. Herons, sorry. Herons. <laughs> the Herons. <laughs> yeah, so, Yanko, can you give me a, a bit of a, a background to where you, you've come from? Well, I've been, I've been born in, in Yugoslavia almost 70 years ago, which was uh, a communist country at that time. And I was, I always felt compelled to basically help my people advance uh, around the the changes that have been happening in that part of the world. You know that communism was eventually replaced by by so-called democracy, yeah. which nobody was really fit for, and the labor market and and the stuff. So we we kind of tried to assist people there in the in that transition by facilitating certain skills that they were missing and what was it like to live under russian supremacy at that time it wasn't a russian supremacy actually it was yugoslavia was uh, a pain in the neck of a pain in the neck. Of, of russia <laughs> Because it was independent. Attempted Russian supremacy. <laughs> that's that's better put. And it was uh, the leading non-aligned country. Uh, the president Tito, together with uh, Nasser of Egypt, uh, Nero of India, they were uh, they founded the non-aligned movement, and which Yugoslavia was, uh, I think, the the, the first pre presiding uh, country of. So it was a very unique journey, but it was a journey of um, uh, within the country of that was composed like uh, it was like a federal state like like U.S. Um, where the different states had different nationalities, uh, different religions, different languages. Mm. and uh, different economy uh, and uh, how do you call it financial power so they were not very friendly to one another and how did you know that you wanted to help your people and and that it wasn't right what was going on how did you have that awareness was there something that happened or when you were a child or you just knew that it wasn't it wasn't right growing up like this well, the what was not right, of course, and what we saw, the way we, we were able to tell what was going on in a country was that it was very much, it is like today in the world, where it was dangerous to, to voice your opinion out. Mm. It was dangerous to voice one opinion out and the first uh, ones to end up in prison or, or vanish were the poets and, and writers, uh, those who had a story to tell. And if that story wasn't, wasn't in alignment with um, the, the political narrative, you were just banned or vanished. And because of that, uh, it wasn't it wasn't too easy, too too difficult to 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 understand that the things were amiss, and basically um, trying through our figures of authority 
at the time? Yes, I had. I was um, in my 20s. I was appointed uh, the national director of Raja Yoga Association of Yugoslavia. And having the um, all our meetings, they had to be reported to the police in advance. Wow. And um, uh, so all our work was basically supervised. I think our our luck was that uh, the spirituality was so so bogus at the time. So. Uh, they didn't really take it seriously mm. that we kind of sailed through and eventually we started working with children as publishers and, and uh, educators and that was another little door because whoever worked for the children meant in the grown-up world that they were not fit, able to work for the adults wow. so they were looked upon in a dismissive way I think it's just so powerful when you talk about poets and artists and everyone um, who was a little bit of a rebel, I put quotation marks in the word rebel because that could also be seen as normal to some people, but in, in that kind of um, regime. Um, and, but, so you haven't lived in, in Yugoslavia your whole life, right? So, or Slovenia now. From your childhood, how did you transition into the broader world? Well, it's... Uh... It's a, a kind of a funny story, <laughs> odd story. Um, when I was 16, I hitchhiked to India. 16? 16, to, to, to learn from the Dalai Lama. Uh, to, and were you to, in school at the time? or you? Yes, I was, I was in the school. I was in the high school. And I did this in a two and a half month summer break. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I can't imagine uh, many 16-year-olds did that in their summer break. <laughs> no, they, they didn't. My, my brother that did, actually. Incredible. He was 14. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, we, so... We were, how we, did you know that this is something that you wanted to do, age 16? I just... Nobody just gave me the answers that would satisfy me. It's as simple as that. It's like we were talking about water when, when you're thirsty. Yeah. And when you get the drink of water, you know it's done. And then I had that experience for a very, very, very long time. And basically that was what was just driving me on and the common sense. And the, a little bit the, 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 uh, the flower power <laughs> time. Yeah, the, the hippie time. It was the, the time of the travels of. So the was Buddha. this during the sixties? Oh yes. Okay, and did you find the Dalai Lama? Uh, I f I got into his ashram, but of course he wasn't home. <laughs> he was. He does away. a lot of traveling. <laughs> he he does, and uh, there were no phones at the time. No 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 cell phones. That is. Wow. So I missed him. Uh, got my experience. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and tell me, was this your first experience hitchhiking? Uh, or? Oh no, no no no. Because I was a seasoned hitchhiker oh, wow. until then. I got to say, I've just become um, into the hitchhiking mentality. And I, you know, you're, you don't know how you're going to get to your destination, but that's okay. There are many ways to get to your destination, right? And tell me about that journey. So 
age 16 going from Yugoslavia to to Tibet, right? Um, Indian Tibet. Indian Tibet. It was two and a half months, but how how did that journey develop? What was it like? <laughs> it was actually, uh, in a way, quite uneventful because it was it was like like a normal journey. In those days, the the the, the countries were not at war, so um, it was it it was a different world mm. of poverty, of very humble humble life, of um, water scarcity plant scarcity but it was actually uh, fantastic because it's uh, you you meet all this all these people all this uh, different cultures but I was a kind of a I guess uh, part of the the hippie river (laughs) that was flowing to India in those days (laughs) (laughs) so I bet you met a lot of people along the way but what did you learn about yourself on that trip Age 16, I bet you're doing a lot of learning then. I learned my essential lesson. And that was basically that my answer wasn't in India, but with myself. That's so, powerful. Uh, <laughs> my entire journey was basically trying to, to, to serve the higher reality, which I kind of figured out when I was eight. And I started reading. I'm, I'm a little dyslexic, so it's it was it was a slow going. But when I when I found the 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 amazing world of, of the of the the benevolent power in the in the fairy tales, I was so impressed with that that I decided at age eight to to to, to serve that by serving people. And um, I pretty much did that for the rest of my life. Wow with the attempts, uh, dead ends, uh, um, what have you. And it was just like the river slowly flowing and, <laughs> and learning and uh, changing basically the, the what it touches actually. The, the river is a change maker in a way, life bringer. And I think life is pretty much like that. I had a very hard life, but every hardship in my life, I was able to turn it into... A lesson? I would say a golden nugget. It's more than a lesson, like like a little treasure. An opportunity. Like a little treasure that uh, just made me wiser and and, uh, more determined to really find the, the answers in life. So, transitioning from that, going into the present a little bit, do you feel that you found the answers through all these experiences? Yes, I have. I have found them. And for listeners, um, whether that's a 21-year-old like myself, uh, still having a lot to learn in life, and we're definitely looking for a lot of answers about who we are. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's our age and, and looking to learn about ourselves as well? We have, we have been taught so many things in the wrong way in order to disempower us as humanity. 
we always had someone who tried to govern us, right? And those who are governing us, who are governing us, or attempting to, they have zero interest for us to to find the true reality. So basically, the moment one accepts the challenge that maybe everything or the vast majority of what we do know, what we have been taught, is false. And stop wherever you are. I'm almost 70 and I, I have absolutely no problem to admit to myself that I have been duped so many times in my life mm. and I fell for it. And I'm not sorry because uh, that was the best I could have done. I didn't know better. But today I do know better. And today I have a choice. And um, always go for your heart. Don't go for your mind. Mm. Don't go for your head. Don't go for your anything. Go for your heart. What your heart is telling you. Whatever your heart is taking you. And don't be afraid of, of making a mistake. When you come to the dead end, you just turn around and walk back yeah. and try another alley, another street, <laughs> and eventually you, you get out in, in, the, in, the, in the clearing, they're not all dead ends. And I learned that basically there is a higher, obviously, wisdom in, in life, like, like in nature. Everything in nature is in sync, mm. and we are part of the nature, obviously. And as long as we we have this humility in, in us that we accept, and I'm not talking about God or anything, just a, a, a higher reality in, in, in one's life. Uh, the things just kind of, you know, like like the river, you almost don't see it flowing and it, it is constantly in, in, in motion. And yeah. It's constantly doing the right thing. Got a rhythm. <laughs> not only the rhythm, it's got uh, a, a universe inside, a universe of life, of, of, of different life, and everything is, everything is working. And it's the same in nature, and it's the same with human beings. Yeah. It's only when, when one comes to that uh, wisdom, one becomes unmanageable. One cannot be manipulated any longer. And that's why it's so important to, to, to trust that there is a solution in the nature and we are a part of the nature and that solution is not human designed but it's whatever you want to call it nature designed or, or universe designed or we'll see we're, we're getting wiser yeah by by, by the minute uh, the science that is, is definitely up. something that um, where you talk about a lot in, in, in college and even just our generation is so aware of the climate but I say aware in terms of what's happening the climate crisis but we sometimes talk about this awareness but we don't actually dial in to the nature right so we're not we're connected in terms of digital <laughs> we're digitally connected but we're not as connected with nature as maybe your generation were, you know? And although the world sees our generation as a um, aware in terms of the climate crisis, maybe we're not as aware as we think we are. And we have a lot to learn from, from people like yourself who 
we're not part of this digital connection, connected world. <laughs> but that is something that I have very much enjoyed since the day I met you, Yanko, is um, the generational divide doesn't, f it doesn't feel like it's there at all. It's, it's, we're both human. <laughs> we are indeed. There might be a few years in between us, but we're both human. <laughs> Those years is, is just a, a, a blip. Yeah. So, I know you say that you've, you've answered a lot of these questions and this, this quest for your, your finding your inner self, but what do you do to maintain that um, in, in terms of how do you know that you're, you're staying to your true self? Every morning, do you use habits or a routine to do this to... Honestly? I dropped everything. I dropped all the all the practices that I have learned in my life. I dropped all the meditations and uh, and returned back to to my inner silence. And the answers are there. Hmm. So you just continue to to be you. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much the idea of it, yes. So moving forward, in terms of the direction that you're you're going, do you see yourself in Ireland? Do you see yourself, I know we're a river, we're going with the flow, but uh, do you see another destination or another aspiration or another goal? I don't really see the future. I see the present. And um, I think that the best thing for the future one can ever do is really attend to what's coming your way in the best way possible in the present time, in the present moment. And uh, the future will take care of itself if you take care of the present. I think it's really simple. Yeah. It's really simple. Yeah, and that's something that I think my generation probably doesn't have grasped as much as yours in, in terms of mental health issues and anxiety. And I think we're very, very worried about the future um, in, for ourselves, but also in the, in the broader context. And how do you think we can, we can dial into the present a little bit more? by discontinuing to watch the news. Stop following what other people tell you and take the bother of, of finding your own answers. Find your own news uh, between the lines. Don't rely on, on fear-mongering because that's, that's the business of the day, uh, scaring the wits out of people. Mm. And... Uh, just trust yourself that you have been made for a purpose and you're fulfilling it the moment you, you, you turn back to yourself. So do you watch no news yourself? I or follow the news channels, but uh, I definitely don't watch news, of course not. I don't, I don't have a TV for, for my entire life. Wow, and you do read a lot, right? Mm, I, I do read. Uh, not not excessively, but uh, I I read 
very carefully chosen content that is worthwhile reading and instead of dealing constantly with 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 the problems i think it's uh it's it takes the same amount of energy and 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 bother to to, to start dealing with the with one's inner visions with one's inner um stirrings what 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 moves you what 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 keeps you going what what stirs you in 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 a positive sense the 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 the, the inner unrest try to try to locate it in, in in inner silence and and see what where, where where does it take you don't be afraid i mean of anything don't be afraid of making making a step if it's wrong so what you'll backtrack and and uh and you'll find another way. There's definitely too much caution in terms of making a mistake, isn't there? I think. True, very true. Um, that's something. It's a society. Yeah, that's something that I definitely advocate for. Um, I can't speak too many wise words now because I don't have too much life experience, but I'm a, definitely an advocate for making mistakes and just finding. Um, failure and success and success and failure right so um as wise words by a man called Lindile Toko um and I think just in terms of personal growth I'm a firm believer in in seeking discomfort and I think something like hitchhiking to go find the Dalai Lama was definitely a prime example of that when you're taking a risk the only risk worthwhile taking is 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 the risk you're taking on the on 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 the basis of all your life's experience summoned mm. into that moment and then taking risk that doesn't mean reckless reckless behavior yeah but when when your when your heart is telling you to 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 go somewhere follow it and don't 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 be afraid to do that and um it's just it's not very popular to to encourage those who are the adventurers in life yeah. because they they are trouble <laughs> for those who 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 like to who are not the adventurers right yeah so they're trying to 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 keep them down all the time and that's why it's uh just carefully, carefully uh, select who you listen to, who you who you learn to, and and uh, if something's not working, and many things are not working in, in in this world, maybe we've done it completely wrong in the first place, and that means that we have to admit that we have been duped, that we have been wrong, and there's nothing wrong about that. Admitting, it's very wrong to to to, to mislead someone. But to uh, to admit that you have been that one has been duped and and uh, has fallen for something, I don't see any disgrace in that. If if that was the best of performance that I was able to to to, to muster at the time, and many of those experiences uh, can be painful, can be um, can be very challenging, but they're absolutely worth taking. Where do you believe you took a big leap of faith um, and just went into an unknown world? The big leap of faith was actually 
had always been taken in the moments where the majority was telling me to do one thing and my heart was telling me to do a different and it was always very challenging um, in order to to uh, to follow one's heart so i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, ascribe it to any particular event because there were yeah. many of them i think it's a it's a way of life more that one um, ascribes to them than the uh, any particular country or event yeah i think we overrate the the single singular events uh, because what's what's really the value of those events whatever they may be and i've been through a war i've been through through um, hyperinflation you, you name it we've been through it it's uh it's not those events but what you make out of them at the end mm. where, where, where they bring you and i think that's that that has to do with this inner um profound inner trust in the perfect design of me as a human being which doesn't need any any add-ons mm. it's like a baby I mean it's a baby needs uh, nothing to grow because it's made that way and I think that uh, I see myself like like a spiritual baby if you like <laughs> just going I, back to your raw self I got all, all toes <laughs> all, all those accounted for <laughs> you know and um, I just see that it's 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 totally different story than we have been told yeah so all of these personal growth affirmations that you've had have you found most of these yourself or have there been other people that have guided you along the way There have been always other people guiding me along the way until I turned, I guess, about 60. Until I finally realized that they haven't brought me anywhere and that I have to take the, the wheel into my hands, into my own hands. You became the driver of the plane. I became the driver of the plane. I, I, I fired the, the advisory board <laughs> <laughs> and got into... into the pilot seat myself so I know you continue driving um, but how did you actually end up in Ireland today how did you end up here where you are well, that's uh, another long story <laughs> I had a period when I was so exhausted basically totally burned out that I needed a break and being a publisher I could find no better place than Ireland to go to with, with this amazing uh, um, body of writers and poets and, and singers and uh, musicians and <laughs> storytellers and shanakis and what, what, what have you not I think um, I think our life is much bigger than than just this little part of the river that we are gazing in <laughs> and um, who knows what the future brings <laughs> yeah. who knows yeah. what the future brings and 
I hope you don't mind me asking this, but do you have any fears? Any fears of death or what is your approach to the end? Do you think about it much? No, I don't think about it at all. The story of death just wasn't plausible to me. Hmm. Life is bigger than death, obviously. And I don't know where where and how it's 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 uh, going. I much I know much more about it than, than I used to. But um, dying is another overrated <laughs> topic in in in, in, yeah. in Well I definitely believe that it's not normalized to talk about death and everyone's gonna face it at some point. You don't know when. But I, I really do believe that, especially as young people, um, whenever there's any form of death, whether it's our dog or a friend, um, I think it's a little bit different when it's someone so young in such an unfortunate circumstance. But I think there's such a an issue with talking about death and, and sometimes people just don't talk about it at all and then it all comes out when there's a funeral, right? And um, I enjoy being, having this transparency and just to chat about it all and I hope it wasn't um, out of line to, to mention it. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's, uh, it's only depends on the attitude that you and I are taking. Are we talking like uh, six-year-olds in, mm. in a sandbox? about death? Are we talking about 18 year olds or are we talking about uh, it as mature human beings? If we are talking about uh, like six year olds, uh, the only things that we can talk about death with are basically the, the, the concepts and perceptions that we have picked up from the others mm. right? because we have no, no experience of our own neither knowledge right but that doesn't mean that there is no knowledge a factual knowledge about what that is what life is that that is just a, a, a bleep inside life so basically if we want to have the answer what death is the true answer we need to have the true answer what life is <laughs> and that means we really need to get busy with life with, yeah. with figuring out what life is and uh, I can tell you for, 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 for certain that the answers about what life is are available here and now for everybody who is seeking for them and that the death, uh, the information about death is available here and now in, in, the, in whatever plentitude you might desire, <laughs> yes? And the only suggestion what what uh, that that i could give is just uh, get yourself wise get yourself informed mm. because um, what we are constantly being challenged with is basically making decisions uninformed decisions where they have rendered us powerless up front yes yeah powerless to create to make a change and uninformed what on earth to change in the first place. That's a very difficult position to be in. So the, the, the first thing you need to do is empower yourself. Stand in your own 
self in your own heart, in your own self-awareness. Not only self-awareness, but really knowing who you are, what you are. That's much more than self-awareness. And get the answers about factual answers, what life is, what what death is, and then figure your way uh, through life. And you'll see that basically the the, the vast majority of things is just fear-mongering because mm. when people are uh, uh, completely uh, um, terrified of whatever prospect, they they're completely useless. I mean, they're, they're, they're no big deal to, 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 to push around. Mm. But if you know your way, you're going to stand your ground. And, and, you, and you know, you, you, you're going to know what to do. So if you're a 21 year old like myself, how do you believe it is best to find this knowing yourself? Um, is there a certain, I know there's a mentality switch that we may need to have, but how do you believe it's, it's best done? I would say um, there to become so radical that you allow yourself the thought that everything that you have been taught is false and trust me for mm. me at 70 it's much harder to do than for you yeah. at 21 much more load and if you if one has the, 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 the courage to do that and then truly starts looking for, 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 for the answers the answers are out there and don't, don't go for, for cheap answers mm. do, 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 do your homework Brilliant. Well, Yanko, it was so lovely chatting with you and thank you for your amazing advice and insights and inspirations. <laughs> um, I've so enjoyed our chats and I've enjoyed being able to document it today and yeah, I'll we'll continue to, to ride through this river um, <laughs> and live as much in the present as possible. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting with me. You're very welcome, Johnny. All the best on your journey. <laughs> you too. So that was Guru Yanko. And I'd just like to thank Yanko for all of the wisdom he has shared with me and, and to you guys now as well. If you enjoyed that episode, please, please give us a few stars. Give us a rating. It goes a long way in the progression of this podcast. And I'll also chuck... Uh, our link tree into the episode description below where you can find our Instagram, our YouTube channel and our book The Reflections, The Student View which is available for sale on Amazon thanks a million guys and see you again soon